someone else can do a cold open. <laughs> no, the cold open is you asking someone else to do the cold open. Alec just did the entire intro thinking that we were doing American Psycho. It's crazy because we literally said at least twice before we started we were doing Arrival. I'm sorry, you guys. I... I don't want to do this podcast anymore. I just I just fundamentally dislike both of you. So that's that's making it really hard. I've had a great time and uh yeah. Good night. We're finally entering the season two of the Undead Poet Society where the least liked cast member finally gets killed off. We're going and... to go heavily into the romance <laughs> sideline, like side story subplot. So we watched a movie called Arrival, <laughs> starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker, and, and it was pretty good. Your mom. Oh, oh. shit. Who wants I to I was do... really oh. excited for this movie because I hadn't seen it because, oh man, I only learned about it when I came home from Tahiti um, in 20, I think it was in 2018 that I heard about it. Because I came home at the end of 2017 and everyone was like talking about the movie and the twist at the end. And I was like, what is this movie? And they're like, it's aliens and linguistics. And we were talking about it in our linguistics class. And I was like, why didn't I know about this? And they're like, it came out in 2016. And I was like, yep. For those of you who don't know, um, I was exiled to the most beautiful place on the planet um, to do god's work aka <laughs> like literally torture myself for 19 months um but i got to learn french and i got to live in tahiti and i got to meet a lot of really cool people um i served a mormon mission so i this movie feels like it was tailor made for me like the tone mm-hmm. is exactly what i love um it's very like the the acting in a lot of ways is very like subtle and understated and i don't know there's just a very a lot of really good acting but it's very subtle acting and uh aliens and linguistics i got my degree on my undergraduate in english so like this movie is just <laughs> yeah it's just tailor-made for me and so of course i fucking love this movie denis Villeneuve, um who also did dune which was also really good so he's a bat in a hundred as far as i'm concerned who wants to do the uh the uh summary i can do it Okay. So we have Amy Adams narrating um, to a child and we watch her grow up, like raise this daughter. She gives birth to a daughter and raises her um, until she's like a teenager and then she dies of leukemia. And um, then, well, I guess they never say it's leukemia, but it's cancer of some sort. Um, Anyway. <laughs> And then it hard cuts to just Amy Adams as a professor um, on the day that aliens make first contact. And it's just like 12 spaceships around the world. And she is one of the best linguistic minds on the planet. And so she is um, recruited to go to Montana, the spaceship that is in America, and um, talk to the aliens try and figure out their language. And so she, with a group of other scientists, figures out, like basically learns the language of the aliens, figures out that their written language and their spoken language are not, like they don't don't correlate. 
Um, she learns this alien language, just mind blowing to watch it. Anyway, um, some people in the world, as they are wont to do, um, decide that the best course of action would be to kill the aliens, um, because we are getting certain words from them that sound threatening when we've only given them threatening words. And, um, the aliens are trying to communicate that they're trying to give us a tool. They take Amy Adams because she's the only person on the entire planet that has the brains to understand that um, they are trying to be peaceful. And they take her up and they tell her that she is the tool and that their language is the tool. They figure out that the language is... Um, it's nonlinear, so by understanding their language, you understand time as nonlinear. And she realizes that the daughter that she had a life with was, it's not, she never had that. She says at one point, who is this girl I keep seeing? And um, she's seeing into the future. So we have seen into her future. And she decides to make the same choices that she sees anyway. And um, yeah. Very kind of mind-fucky ending, um, but it, it works really, really well, I think. It's a really good twist on the, like... I feel like there, there, there was a string of movies, and maybe we're still, like, kind of in this phase a little bit, but, like... No, right now, I think it's, like, society is, like, in this multiverse mindset, but we at one point, there was, like, a timeline thing... You know what I mean? Like a, a motif where a lot of movies were like fucking with time with like Interstellar and like stuff like that. And this movie feels like it was at the tail end of it, but I think it did it in a very like unique and interesting way that it wasn't like, because a lot of times when there's like time travel shit, like that's the focus of it. And this, it's not really the focus of this movie. It's more of just like an element in it. Which is weird because usually when you're like, oh yeah, this movie's a time, like a, a time travel. It's not really time travel, but you know what I mean. Like it fucks with time. Um, but that's not really what this movie's about at all. Um, and I think that's kind of I don't know. It's interesting that you can have time travel or like a distorted perception of time and not have that be like the centerpiece of the entire movie. You know. As you were saying earlier, Robert, um, that. It was like tailor-made for you, and I kind of mentioned that as well. Robert and I, I don't know if we've mentioned this, our first contact with each other was in that linguistics class. Um, so it's just really interesting. I don't know, linguistics has always been a really important thing for me in my um, my little heart and my little brain. Um, and the concept that you can understand... Um, time like you can perceive time differently by learning a nonlinear language is very interesting um, because obviously there's the theme of like by understanding someone else's language you're understanding more than just what they're saying you know by understanding another language you're understanding the context around those words the history of the words um, even if you don't mean to um I, as I mentioned earlier, had the opportunity to learn another language when I was living in Tahiti, and I had the opportunity to study um, a third language, but um, 
I, my brain does not process Tahitian very well. And, um, my friends who were there with me can attest to the very hard time that I had learning Tahitian. And, um, I think it was, it was really, um, interesting to see how much better I understood people, um, through learning their language, like, um, the context around the phrases and the words, um, what they mean and how they translate to another language and how we decide to translate them into our language, um, and it's different between like, you know, the places in the world that you are. Um, linguistics is really interesting. Um, a concept that I really love is that of discourse communities. Um, the idea of a discourse community, um, it's not a language in itself, but what it is is like you have a, a small group of people, small or large group of people that have developed their own vocabulary within the language um and what i find really interesting about discourse communities the most or like the concept that i love the most is like how varied your lexicon can be with the same vocabulary and within like these different circles i wrote a paper on it in that linguistics class um about like the different discourse communities apart like of which i was a part um one of them being like my family just like the weird phrases that we used and um, just that you can have one singular word and it can mean an array of different things that have you, had you said them, have you said that one word in that context, like to a different person, they would just be completely and utterly confused. Um, what comes to mind for me is the word one which has developed in my family um, for a long time. It doesn't, it's not something that I can really explain. Um, it started when I was like 13 and we, my, my mom and I used to say like, oh, you're the one, you're like the, the best one, but you can also say like, oh, you're the one, like you're the worst one or you're number one is what it, but it's just Stinky the word one. one. Stinky one. That's Umber. Um, that's Umber. She's, she's the stinky one. Um, you're the one, I don't know. It just, it's, you're a, a one. Something that is, makes sense in context, but when you try and yeah, piece it apart, it doesn't make can't. a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Cause it's, and it's completely contextual. Yeah. And it's been developed in my family for over 15 years. So it's like everybody has those, but I thought that was, I don't know. That's just something that I really love about linguistics. Well, and I actually, I, I don't think everyone I, has those. Sorry, you finish. Um, just going back to that idea like tying it all together that um to understand that one aspect of my family like is just to to go into my family and know that that phrase is to go in and like you've you've opened a door to understanding you know the the five of us as we are um in my family and when you learn someone else's language or even someone else's just like vocabulary and like how they use their words um like how french is the same language in france and tahiti 
uh, in Canada, but it's just so different and, uh, you know, every uh, everywhere else. But those are the three that I have experienced myself and Haiti. Um, the language is still so different, like from us and Australia and um, the UK. Like, it's just such a different understanding of words and to understand those that vocabulary and those connotations and to understand like pieces of language is to open a universe of possibilities to understanding a person or a being as they are yeah i am funny enough we actually had like a small not like a conversation but i just mentioned it earlier because um (laughs) i said as we were leaving the house uh hold on actually i have to go take a pistol and uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that's just like, had I told myself, pistol meaning piss, obviously, but in, if you would have said it like five years ago that I would have said that phrase, I would have been like, what the fuck? Like, that's weird. But it's just one of those things that like the the words you, you use rub off on the people around you and kind of change the people around you um, once you've spent enough time with them. You know what I mean? And so that, and that, I think there's another connection between time and language is like the, the two have this weird connection that isn't necessarily intuitive, um, or like logical, but there is a lot of like psychological, like connection between the two. Um, so yeah, I just, it's kind of funny that like the, when you hang out with people and their mannerisms rub off on you. And I once saw like, uh, this study where people who are in long-term relationships begin to look like each other because when you're looking at each other's faces, you're mirroring each other's expressions and you're feeling the same similar emotions and stuff like that. And so you actually end up looking more like each other the longer you are together because you're kind of becoming in small ways like each other um, through time. Um, and I don't know, I, th- I, think, I think it's really cool and something that's really interesting. Um, that I don't think I've really seen explored very much elsewhere, except for a little bit, not a little bit, but in 1984, but in a, a very different way, you know what I mean? And that was something that Alec brought up in our last podcast, that, you know, the connection between, uh, just like the power that language has, and like the literal power that this language has. Which, by the way, they actually fucking created, like, uh, over a hundred actually like real functional um words in the heptapod language um and they had like a little bible um that they had like that had like all of these different things and they used like 70 of them in the movie but there's like a bunch of them that they didn't use which i thought was really cool and very i don't know you can tell that they worked very hard on this and i think it shows in the movie all right fine you guys have doubled down on it. <laughs> I've been plotting for the last 15 minutes now on a bit where one of you would ask me what I thought and then I would say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were in season two of the podcast and it was going to be a great time and I've been keeping track of the amount of time that it would take. And I'd be like, yeah, this was a 15 minute bit. And then you guys doubled down on the silence and the bit became too high stakes. I'm going to have to insert like a Jeopardy. <laughs> I'll do like a racket scratch. Be like, hey, guys. There was a uh, good, uh, nice long silence here that I'm not going (laughs) to include in the podcast, but. I really like Arrival. It's a really fucking good movie. It's 
a really well executed high concept sci-fi um in in and it i don't know i haven't read a ton of classic sci-fi but this feels more in the vein of like speculative fiction's moment yeah like speculative fiction classic science fiction like real like isaac asimov ray bradbury type shit you know what i mean like stuff that makes you like think (laughs) about like how things are and how things could be if things were different and this isn't specific to it's it's not it's not science fiction in that it's like technological but this is more like ideological science fiction in a way you know like the like the like what you were talking about before 1984 explores this but in a very different direction the idea that um the relationship between the mind and language isn't a one-way street that it could be two ways, you know, like we, like we often think of language as being a product of the mind, but language can also shape minds. And this takes it to the science fiction idea, like the, the, the what if that's implied in almost all science fiction is like, what if not only like, what if language not only influences the mind, but could influence time and space, you know, which is really, really cool. And, uh, something that I've noticed in more, uh, in science fiction that feels to me as though it's more like classic science fiction or like, I, I, I don't want to call it high science fiction or whatever. Cause that's like unnecessarily snooty. Um, but the emphasis isn't normally on like violence and sensational things that usually populate a movie. You know what I mean? Cause there's like, like you, you've got your, uh, your star Wars, you know, your, your halos. Um, and those are, undoubtedly science fiction and have a lot of like meat on the bones of their story but it's so filled with violence and combat and uh conflict and things like that and in uh movies like like the martian comes to mind you know what i mean like about as hard science fiction as you can get or or this movie where armed conflict uh or or violence um doesn't take the the primary spot you know uh, like Martian is a good example of one of the extremely rare science fiction movies where nobody dies. Um, and uh, this movie also, uh, except for the unfortunate loss of one of the heptopods, I think it's Abbott, um, who like pushes the, the humans out and like takes the explosion uh, like like that was meant to to kill both of them or whatever. Um yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a fantastic fucking movie. Denny Villeneuve, or however the fuck you say his name, uh, is is I I I want to see more of his movies. I think the only ones that I've seen are this one, um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Dune, which I think are like the big three in his I don't know discography. I don't know or filmography for a director. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good fucking movie. Yeah. I haven't seen, uh, Blade Runner, but I'm interested in it. Um, after watching Arrival in Dune, I've heard that it's pretty good. I've heard a lot of people. It's uh, a really slow ass it. burn. It's a yeah. very slow burn. <laughs> I've heard that as well. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm especially excited for Dune part two. It, it's, it's yeah. Dune was I'm a fucking very, hyped. very good movie. Arrival very i mean arrival is probably top 10 science fiction for me like all of all time as far as movies and you can see the dna between these movies between this yeah he's got a very distinct visual style with when it comes to like the sci-fi stuff yeah like specifically the ships how like weirdly yeah organic and simultaneously inorganic they feel you know yeah Yeah, minimalism is a good way to describe it 100 percent um 
but that but it also bleeds over into you know like the atmosphere the ambiance the score the way that he directs the actors um yeah it's it's interesting shit he i I can you can really tell that he's a fan of sci-fi too you know what i mean like especially with like this work he's got like this like like with Blade Runner and Dune specifically working with these like really classic IPs and turning them into something like new and like more uh I don't know uh keen to like the millennial sensibilities I guess I don't know um yeah I'm I'm really excited to see where he goes with this um I it's hope very he does more sci-fi. <laughs> there's there's Honestly. also something to be said about just a really well fucking executed twist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know I know Shyamalan is usually held as like like when Shyamalan hits, it's usually like on it a hits twist. Good, yeah. And 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 it hits really well. This is a mad fucking twist. You know what mm. I mean? Like it's so idea, done. Yeah, and and like the like I don't know, the idea that the the flashbacks that we've seen this entire and it's our fault he never lied to us no yeah the director you know and, what i mean like watching it a second time you can see how confused she is when she's yeah. talking yeah. about it and like even yeah, yeah, at yeah. one point she says i don't really know how to talk about what's happening yeah you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like and in in one sense that makes sense because you're like of course you don't want to talk about like your daughter dying like that's horrible mm-hmm. but then in the actual literal sense she's just like i don't know what's happening i keep dreaming of me and this girl with yeah. cancer you know what i mean it just uh, it's mwah. and with our linear perception of time and, and, and like it's all because of our perspective right like yep. we couldn't like because we don't speak their language yet <laughs> exactly it's such a paradigm shift you know what i mean like with our linear perspective of time we had no choice but to assume that the things that she was obviously seeing in real time were flashbacks because that's in our understanding how time fucking works yeah. you know what i mean like you can't you can't have and flashbacks that's how film of works. something that you know hasn't I mean? happened like, yet that's just how film yeah the works. language of film yeah you know what i mean like the like the grammar of film like you wouldn't show something out of order um, but like, because the basic premise of this movie is about time, it's such a satisfying fucking twist that yep. you don't get until like, it's, it's like, this was a mystery movie and you didn't realize it until you were like seconds away from solving the mystery, you know, yeah. which is fucking like delicate. It's, it's so good too, because it's revealed <laughs> it in sucked. a single sentence. She yeah. says, who is this girl? Yeah. And you yeah. know, immediately, like you did you're just immediately who is this like, girl oh, four fuck. words four words yeah and you had no idea there was a twist and they've been flash forwards the whole time insane and it's so simple and, too you know what i mean like it, there's something yeah. to be said about like a simple like like with the six senses like that like the the, the gold yeah. standard of the twist where it's like he sees dead people and the main character is one of those dead people. It's so simple, but it changes everything about the movie, and it, it, it completely makes you rethink hey, you have to everything censor that, that spoiler. you've seen. Yeah, <laughs> you have to censor that spoiler if you if you get to censor my spoilers from the other movie. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Yeah, you were talking I, I, about Arrival. Yeah, yeah, you spoiled Arrival. Yeah, you oh, spoiled was I talking arrival about Arrival while we were talking. Yo, yeah. it's time is secular, dude. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll and this movie it. even you could watch this movie in a loop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the at the very end of... weaves as the wheel wills. <laughs> wheel of time, fan, you fucking nerd. Wheel We're both reading sucks. it right now. I can't help it's it. not even true, dog. Shut the fuck up. Don't, don't uh, accuse um, me of reading. You're further than I am. <laughs> but like, but you could actually, you could actually watch this movie in a circle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. it leaves off 
pretty close to the flashbacks slash flash forwards that we get at the uh, at the beginning of beginning, the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we never see Jen- Jeremy Renner's character in the flashbacks slash forwards because that would ruin the twist. But, like, it's not that far off. Like, I think the first... We, we, I think the first flashback slash forward is like, uh, her with her daughter and she's super young out in like a park next to a lake with a horse or something. Yeah. Right. So like, like maximum probably like, and she doesn't look like to be aged that differently. So that's probably like a skip of like maybe five, six years. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know how fucking old children are. I'm terrible at guessing. Flash forwards were done so well. Like, I was so invested in not only her relationship with her daughter, but also her relationship with Jeremy Renner by the end of the movie, like, in those. Mm-hmm. And just, like, when you learn, like, when she's having the conversation with her daughter and she's like, I told your father something that, like, something horrible was going to happen or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so fucking tragic. Like, because you see how much Jeremy Renner cares for Amy Adams in the movie you know what i mean and then once you realize what's happening and you know for a fact that it's not going to work out between them you're just it, it's so fucking heartbreaking like just seeing more these two people why who are, yeah yeah and like just seeing them so in love and then you like know that it's not going to happen and it's not going to work and that their daughter's going to die and like that's essentially going to be th- the thing that drives them apart it is so heartbreaking to see it all unfold you know what i mean like not only the fact that she died but that she knew she was going to die yeah, and, and did didn't it tell him and let it all yeah. happen anyways she yeah. didn't give him a choice she robbed him of that choice because he wasn't given the foreknowledge you yeah. know and that and ooh and this gets to even more of that like that good shit that good good science fiction speculative what if you know what i mean because you could you could question her actions right like 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 what is the morality of knowing that you're going to fall in love with this man have a child and that child is going to die of a horrible like like slow death like uh, like disease you know what i mean like like how do you morally justify continuing that relationship and having that child when you know what's going to happen to that relationship and what's going to happen to that child you know what I mean? like yeah. like that like that's a horrible thing to well. do but at the same time would you have seen it if it weren't going to happen anyways could she yeah. have chosen anything differently and it, like because if so she wouldn't have seen it which leads to the question could she have chosen differently <laughs> like Y'all ever seen that so raven watched that as a kid <laughs> like is is and is how time... every every single time she sees a flash forward and she see, gets a she gets a vision and she's like oh my gosh the one that i remember the most clearly was when um Corey, her little brother is his name Corey. yeah Corey gets he's getting arrested by a cop and she's like oh my but... gosh i have to i have to make sure he doesn't get arrested but then in the end it turns out that she was the one dressed as a cop it, yeah. and she was arresting him so that he wouldn't get arrested by the cop but she was the cop the whole time so it's like in every every single episode she, she tries to stop it yeah. but she is one often meets his fate on the path he takes <laughs> oh, to avoid shit. it bro oh, and in that what and in- it is Every and single that, time. That you kind can't of flash forward. Who's to say yeah. that they actually fell in love like that? Like, had she chosen to not be with him? Like, who's to say that something terrible wouldn't have happened and he, uh, you know, takes advantage of her one night and she has to keep the baby? I don't know. Like, we don't know. Like, 
it, it if it's go if she's seeing it, it's gonna happen, right? So she, but she knows that best out of anyone because she's the only one who learned the language. And the 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 the, the a person takes the 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 metaphor that you just gave a person meets often takes the road you. to avoid yeah meets fate on the road that they take to avoid it um that like that's like like prophecies and like vague foretellings of the future have been used in fiction for a really really long time um and but normally it works it still works with our linear perception of time at least in the narrative of a story because even like like with raven for example that example you gave she only knows like this brief snapshot of it and then the story is figuring out how you get there you know what i mean but like in in this case in in arrival when she understands the language fully uh, and I know that this isn't like spelled out for us, but it's pretty strongly implied. She knows her whole life backwards to front. You know what I mean? Like this, like there's, there's no mystery once she understands the, the quote unquote weapon, the, the, the language. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's really good classic sci-fi speculative fiction type stuff because of the questions that it raises and how it explores those questions. And so it's a really good movie for that reason, as well as like what we've talked about before, the acting, the cinematography, just the atmosphere and ambiance. And also the aliens are just fucking cool. I know yeah. that that's like oh, a lowbrow reason design, man. to like this movie, but they're just like, they're, they they are, they do feel pretty fucking alien, you know? And, and it's not like they were giving, the, the, the one thing that science fiction tends to do sometimes is like this benevolent alien, like overlord, like they're coming here and it's like of their own free will. We give you this blah, 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 or the opposite where they're completely evil or whatever. The much more common invasion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but these are very realistic in that, like we are giving you this, like our, our, our perception of time. We know that in 3000 years we are going to, there's some sort of like doom apocalypse that's coming upon us and so we are coming back to you to give you this weapon so that you can help us later on down the line and that just feels more realistic and more grounded even though like they're these fucking squiddy alien things like that feels yeah. they feel human in that sense you know what i mean like they're very realistic like this we're, we're doing this because we will need your help. And so you're, we're going to help you now so that you can help us later kind of a thing. And I don't know. It just it makes them feel more human. Also, when Abbott was dying and she's like, what what happened to Abbott? And Costello's mm -hmm. like, he is in I'm his death processes or whatever. Abbott like, is death process. Dude. Yeah. That feel, it feels so. It hits. Yeah. It hurts. Because well, because they're <laughs> translating sucks. it as best they can into yeah. our language. And it's it's not perfect. So it it's like we still have the it's like broken language yeah i love it yeah it's really good um also apparently uh there um one of the writers revealed that so shang's wife's last words um were not translated in the movie on purpose um yeah. but they did reveal it like a uh, comic con or film festival um yeah at a Almano's Draft House Fantastic Fest, whatever the fuck that is, some sort of Love film that. festival, that Shang's wife, her last words translated in English are, in war there are no winners, only widows. And mm. damn, like, if that doesn't fucking damn. hurt. You well, know? I mean, <laughs> it hits. anyone who spoke Chinese would know that, right? Sure, yeah. Like it's, it, it wasn't a secret. It was just like a... It's not like it was a secret. Villeneuve just decided not to put the subtitles in there to add, like, that layer of mystery or yeah, yeah. That you know that's sense. like 
intimacy between intimacy them. yeah that's a good yeah. way of putting it because yeah it's meant for him and yeah that's exactly the reason that it works is because it was meant for him yeah i think it was a very good choice like stylistically for Villeneuve to do that but i also do like knowing what he said after the fact like, yeah in the movie yeah. it's, it's an amazing quote. choice but it's also <laughs> fun to learn like a, a step removed from the movie to learn what that was because it is also very thematic um and it just shows man like they fucking crossed their t's and dotted their eyes in this movie it just it just feels effortful yeah. you know what i mean and that's i don't know dude it, like th- there's nothing to forgive in this movie i i've talked before about what a movie needs to do for me to like forgive its faults and there kind of aren't any in this movie honestly it's like so it's tight. just a really it's a very really very tight good movie. movie yeah um but just j- like it it was a a bit of a balancing act you know what i mean like there's a lot that could have gone wrong especially um there are there are movies that uh technically have high concept premises or premises uh, but don't introduce that element until way later in the movie. And when they do that, it feels like a betrayal of kind, like uh, of a kind to the audience. Or at least I've been in movies before where like you go like three quarters of the way through the movie and then you find out it's like aliens and you're like, the fuck? Like, I didn't know I was sitting in an alien movie. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah. Um, and so uh, the and the thing is, is that they're they're balancing three really delicate high concepts at the same time which are aliens language and time and you could almost do three entirely different movies you know what i mean like that's a lot of meat and potatoes for a single movie and if you're like if you're juggling bowling balls that's not a lot of room for error you gotta be uh and it's just really impressive how even though this was so delicate it just it just fucking works it's just a great fucking movie well executed well done. It was. It, it comes in at 116 minutes for the runtime, and that's just. It's a perfect, yeah. perfect runtime. Like it's not even too long. No, it's under two hours. No <laughs> fat crazy. on the bones at all. Um. Yeah. And like Without I said earlier, it was uh, adapted from a novella, which uh, makes sense to me. Um, or, or a short story rather. I think short stories often find a good home on the screen. Because novellas and or, or, or novels specifically feel a little bit too long for a movie, um, and work pretty well if you have like a season of a TV show. Um, but short stories often find good homes on the screen because there's not a lot there, and so there's a lot for you to like play with when it comes to uh, the the screenplay for it. Um, and this uh, this movie was very well loved by a lot of people. Eight nominations at the uh, Academy Awards. Um, you know, name it BAFTA, SAG, Critics' Choice, Golden Globes. Um, yeah, it, it was really well loved. It was uh, the awesome Ray Bradbury alien got the Ray Bradbury. Yeah, usually... sometimes they don't. They kind of get swept under the rug. Um, but I, and I I don't think it won very much. Let me see. But and the this is this is just kind of a stray thought, but the process of teaching the aliens English felt so believable. Yeah. And like the process of learning their language, you know what I mean? Oh, like they didn't. The sound like, editing. That's what I was gonna say. Amazing, because that's so that's what it won an Academy Award for sound editing, and well deserved mm. because it was so good. Like the 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 sounds of the aliens, the soundtrack itself, like everything was so immersive. You know what I mean? 
Um, and that's also another thing that, that Velnub does good in Dune. That's one of my favorite things about Dune, to be honest. And I, yeah, I just, I appreciate someone who, because as, as someone who works with audio pretty much exclusively right now, I am always listening and like trying to see what works well and what sounds good and what other professionals are doing and stuff. You know what I mean? And so it's just something that I, I pay a lot of attention to. And when a movie has a soundtrack or a uh, soundscape that is, you know, remarkable, I, I really appreciate that. And Valnuv has, uh, he works with good people. That's for sure. And it's, it's hard enough to make the visuals of a movie their own character. Yeah. The fact that his movies have both the visuals and the sound design as their own character is like, yeah, it's pretty nutty. Yeah, and Amy Adams, amazing. Um, like I said earlier, very like understated performance, but very realistic feeling. Um, a lot of really good face acting. That like it, it, especially once you watching it for the second time, like on repeat viewing and knowing what the twist is and watching the emotions on your face. It's like, oh my god, how did she like do this so that like it made sense? the first time I was watching it and now it makes even more sense the second time like she somehow walked this tightrope of like showing emotions that you would feel in in either because situation whether this is a yeah. flash forward or a flashback you know what i mean yeah 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 amazing job she was fantastic and i have and there like are... not a lot of stuff i haven't seen a lot of stuff with her in it the one that i have seen what was that movie becca that you had me watch with the Miss Pettigrew lives for a day. Yeah, and where she plays God, a very I love her. Very different. Yeah, very I different character. I love Amy Adams. She's the range on this woman is yeah. incredible. And I mean she's Giselle from Enchanted. And Yeah, exactly. Giselle um, from Enchanted in this role, like those are two yeah. could not be more <laughs> opposite uh characters, you know what I mean? She's She's so freaking good. She's so talented. And you know what? She owes it all to her young years, her early years in the Mormon church. <laughs> no way, really? It all comes back to the Mormon church. Damn. That's how <laughs> it nah, goes. Uh, Mormons love to claim that she is Mormon. Is it true? But I think she she went to primary when she was a child, <laughs> but she didn't grow up in the church. Like, right. I think as a child, she, she did, but um, yeah. She worked as a, a waitress. I can at tell Hooters. you. Um, oh, let's go! And damn, like you know, when and where? Like, a, like what area specifically? I was born. So I was born in the wrong so era. That I don't you know Google I mean? search it, dog. <laughs> I was born in the wrong generation. <laughs> You'd be yeah. surprised at how many celebrities are are claimed to be Mormon, or how many Mormons claim celebrities. I can give you a list one day. Stephanie Find Meyer. it on our Patreon for five thousand dollars with the my copy of nineteen eighty four, or just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's put this on our lists. All right. I have it at seven. Oh, uh, just okay. above Broker and just below Grand Budapest Hotel. I have it at six, just above the Whale and right below Nope. Though I'm debating, I I might have liked it better than Nope. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no, no. Yep, six. That's where I'm keeping it. I almost said okay. six o'clock for some reason. Mine it's because fucking that. SpongeBob has just like brain rotted me. Six o'clock. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Mine is at number four. 
under Don't Worry Darling and above Interstellar. Nice. Mm. But I don't know. That could change. Recency bias is a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we write poems? Let's write some poems. Let's write some freaking poems, please. Who's fucking going first? I'll go first. My goal was to make it sound like translated heptapod. I love it. Gray winds mist on smoothness, although death process. Mass smaller now than even before. Crew member, confidant, kind counselor. Though fly no more, fly again. Rise through fogs, ink heavy. Drum beat on drum beat. High voice, low hum, gentle voice. White, right on the white. Do not moan or keen or wail. He remains. He is still heard. Time is not an arrow. But falling all around us. Bits of pieces surrounding. You are the dependence. Whether those tiny fragments are pieces of glass snowflakes confetti or a meteor shower mm, i love it nice who's next bitches i'll go next a book on the shelf with pages filled with circles each one dancing on the edge of a flipped coin heads paraguay tails yellowstone fingernails scrape through 28 yellow and worn chapters moths and butterflies fornicate at the touch of the pristine eggshell white of 29 flick flick the bick yearns for lick for a lick. Flash and gone. Yellow and eggshell all turn black as the flaming dumpster they call their new home. Wow. That was depressing. <laughs> good job, T. There's <laughs> <clears throat> better be good back. So I wrote two poems. Um, oh, shit. shit. Our first double poem. Yeah. Okay, so. Double kill. All right. Um, Hannah defied the universe, and with a deed performed at high noon, the gift from her all-seeing mom, did she borrow or rob? The score was never odd or even. Won't lovers revolt now? No, don't nod. For now, sir, a war is won. Um, And now the second poem. Now, sir, a war is won. No, don't nod. For won't lovers revolt now? The score was never odd or even. Did she borrow or rob the gift from her all-seeing mom? Performed at high noon, and with a deed, Hannah defied the universe. Mm, I like Yo, it. it's like it's a, a, a circle. Oh, oh, shit. And it, it's got a shit ton of palindromes in it. Love it. So, <laughs> love Hannah it. defied the universe is a good opening and closing yeah, line. Yeah, it's great. And then now, sir, a war is won. It's the last line. Fucking love the first it. line. It's fun. Damn, I didn't realize the entire fucking Air Force was going to be outside. Yeah, that's wild. Well, folks, we end this episode like we began it, thinking that we talked about um, American Psycho. (laughs) Yeah, would you like me to do an outro uh, thinking that we're talking about or that we've talked about American Psycho? (laughs) We just watched a little movie (laughs) about really. If time is circular, you, I, we're all still watching American Psycho right now. We're on that couch. Well, if you didn't know, folks, our next episode will be on American Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or so go watch the memes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go watch all the memes, and you'll basically have seen the movie. Apparently. Because uh, there's a lot of them, and it's the th- not that I guess long I'll, a movie. I'll save that for later. You save it for the American Psycho. Save it, buddy. 
Save it, you American psycho. Yo, my face when the American was psycho. And then it's a meme from American Psycho. And then it's a meme from Arrival. Yeah. Basically the same movie. Somebody do a thesis on that. Okay, good night, ghouls. Good night. Music's my tears, I guess. Good night. Love you. Bye. I'm seeing how many hangers it takes to hold this guy up. <laughs> I, I didn't finish that video, actually, so I'm curious to know. <laughs>